do this. Okay, welcome to Pini. This is Sarah Tova Best. Erev Hanukkah. Let's talk about miracles. We have a few, one less than a week left of the of the month of miracles. So let's find out what miracles are and where they come from. Obviously, somehow they emanate partly. They emanate from all the holidays from the month itself, and they emanate from Hanukkah or Hanukkah. Once they've emanated. Maybe just shut the door so I don't disturb him. Once they've emanated, then we have to emanate them back. We have to send them back. So here we have a very interesting idea. That So we want to look into miracles, and what we want to do, obviously, is what's the thing that we want to do practically with miracles? What's, the, what's, what's something that if you think miracles, what do I want to do about miracles? Yeah. What do I want to do personally about miracles? What would you want? Okay, you want a miracle, and and you probably want to feel that every minute is a miracle, right? It doesn't help me enough that there are miracles all the time and I don't feel them. I mean, it's still good, but it sure would be a lot better if I would feel every minute that my life is miraculous. Then I would be in a better mood, plus, plus, and my physical health would be better. Okay. Breaking nature. Right. All miracles. So my mental health would be better if I recognized that everything is a miracle, that every minute my life is a miracle. My physical health would be better. My spiritual health would be better. My immune system would be better. I'd be easier to get along with, uh, and all those other things, plus a whole bunch of things, plus the whole part of the world that I affect would be changed because I would be operating on a higher frequency. So that part of the world that I was created to affect is operating on the frequency that I'm operating, which is, you know, which is, I don't know, let's say, as uh, we saw in, I think, last week's Sikha, the Rebbe said that we didn't bring out, people ask, really, where do you see miracles today? Maybe 2,000 years ago there were miracles. Where do you see miracles today? And you often hear that from people. Yeah, where do you see miracles today? You know, that, like, old lady cynical voice, like, funny by, I think there are miracles, there are miracles today. So where do you see them? So, by the way, what we didn't say last week was the transformation from Gullus to Gaula through France is one of the key miracles that you have to look carefully and look with the eyes of Cyrus, and you see that miracles are happening every second. So, one of the things, so, so we're saying we want to experience miracles. So, the Tyra begins with um, Haida and Haira. Haida is I acknowledge and I notice that uh, of what? In the Chumash that the basic, the basis of the life of every Jew is gracious by our looking at Well, there's the first miracle. It's not just a world. Hashem did and is creating this world, heaven and earth. My spiritual part and my physical part, my better, my better part and my not better part. He's creating all of them and he's creating them at the same time. That or every moment. Sure. And the entire world, the heaven and all the heavens, and all of the heavenly hosts and all of the things that are in the heaven, we're all and are all being created every single moment by Hashem, by our Lakim. So that's already you're realizing this isn't just a place. You know, is this your chair? Uh, no. It's, yeah, well, Hashem is creating this chair at that very second. Is this your seat? Is this your that? It's being created at that second. Once you step in, once we step into the reality that every single second Hashem is creating it, it changes everything. Now, here's the next question. 
Great. Hashem is creating it every second. Why is he creating it? What's he creating it for? Gracious. Base gracious. For two things. Bishfil Atara, Shinikur Rashis. Bishfil Yisrael, Shinikur Rashis. He's creating the world for two things. The world is just this living laboratory. And he's creating this living laboratory for two things. For the Tyra, which is the first fruit, base gracious, two first fruits. And for, for the Jewish people who are the first fruits. And so, why? Okay, so now, we know he's creating the world at every single second. Wow. This is not just random. Number one. Number two, what's he creating it for? For you and Tyra. Hmm, okay. Well, he says he's creating, he says, gracious, base, gracious. Bishvil for two things. He's creating the world for two things. For the Tyra and for you. For you, the Jews. So, the, by the way, that already shifts the whole idea because when, you know, the old idea that you are a small person in a big world is a lie. You are a big person in a small world. The world is like a little toy. It's like one of those, you know, those five, used to be in our day, five cent sharpeners. Now they're probably five dollars. It's in the shape of a globe and you can, you know, you, you know, and you have it in your hands and you realize it's not a joke. You're holding this little, whatever it is, a dollar fifty nine globe of the world in your hand, and that's the truth. It's just you're in control. It's a small world, and you're a big person because you're in um, collaboration with Taira to use this world out the right, right way. So, so again, one more question is: so, what is Akshem created for, and then why? It's slightly different. So that every single Jew should act according to the Hiraz of Tyrus, um, about with respect to all the things in the world. World at the bottom, me and Tyra at the top. Why are myself and Tyra at the top? So that we should we should insert Tyra into this world. Great. So and the Rebbe says, here's an example. For instance, the simplest thing in your life. What is one of the, besides breathing, what is the simple, one of the simplest things you do in your life? That breathing is not really, you don't make a bracha on breathing. So it has to be something that you make a bracha on. What's the simplest? Drinking. Drinking water. You learned the sefer, right? Okay. Before you drink water, what do you do? You make this declaration to all of the world past, present, and future. Shakol niyabidvara. That everything... Is created through the word of Hashem. That's a funny kind of a thing. All I'm doing is drinking water. That's a very big statement for a small drink of water. And I'm only taking one sip. It seems like overkill. You know, you should say, like we say, barim yinei mezainis. You know, we're thanking Hashem for the mezainis and for the, the fruit and for the vegetables. Why don't I say, thank you, Hashem, for the water? You know, barachat Hashem, shabara maim. I don't know who created water who created something to drink that's already more lofty. What's this fancy-schmancy declaration that everything is from the Word of God? Right? Everything is through His Word. It's, 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 it's overkill about a drink of water. And it's the simplest thing that you do that you make a bracha on, and yet it's one of the most global statements. It's like they're completely, you know, they don't fit. You know, so like, Excuse me now, I'm about to uh, declare the oneness of God as he, as, as that everything comes through the speech of God. Like, 
Well, what are you going to do? Say Shmai Yisrael and jump into the fire? No, I'm just going to drink some water. <laughs> it's so weird. And the Rebbe says, when you drink a tiny bit, and especially pick a small, think about a small child. He's saying it. This kid is declaring one of the, a, a fact, a truth, that if the globalists would know that, they would stop what they're doing, right? And they would do the opposite. <laughs> if all the, you know, big tech and all the bad guys, mm-mm. if big tech and all the bad guys understood what was going on, they would, uh, right? They would act differently. What you're saying is everything is through Nia Bidvar Shalakadosh Baruch how did he do it? He he speaks. How many how many speeches does he make? Ten. Ten. Asar He creates the world. He didn't create once upon a time. He creates the world through ten things. And when every every millisecond, yeah. Remember when we said every millisecond? Remember those days? Uh, those were the good old days. Remember that? Remember when we said? Remember when we said? Okay, let's start to learn. Ten minutes ago, ah, uh, those were the good old days. My cousin and I used to do that. Remember when I said my cousin and I used to do that? Ah, oh, those were the good old days. It's over. It's over. Remember when I said it's over? Right, exactly. So this second. So all of that stuff, by every single billisecond or however, whatever the the non, non-time time, he is creating the world. Now, when... If you're British and you recognize and you realize that, if you're, wait, if you're American and you realize that you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that is so heavy, oh my goodness, that is so huge, I can't believe it. Now, if you're British, you say, ooh. <laughs> and if you're Israeli, you say, men. what do you say? If you're Israeli and you realize this, you say, oh my God. No, no, come on, what do you say in Hebrew? What do you say in Hebrew? Namem. Or they go, or something like that, right? <laughs> and if you're Canadian, you fall asleep. <laughs> but when you realize this, this knowledge, the Rebbe says, that everything comes through the word of Hashem, like everything. You know, well, why did it just move my hand this way? You know, what, because it came from the word of Hashem. What does it do to me? It gets me to act um, in every single thing according to the will of Hashem, so to speak. Um, and to, to act according to the will of Tyra. You know, like, how dumb could I be? If I suddenly realize everything is from Hashem's, Hashem's word, you know, oh, I think I'll do the opposite. <laughs> Why would I do that? That's the whole point. You know, he's the only one. Nothing is, nothing comes into the world except from him. All right, well, let's leave that to the side. There is no side. He's everything. I should say, I don't feel that I need to really respect that. I have to be super radical left Democrat, you know, brain out of thing to say, I don't really think I want to make that my reality. It's the only reality. And the Rebbe says there's one more job. When you finally recognize that reality, legalis them to reveal it in the world, right? You see, you know, whatever, you see anybody on the street, like, Right? See that? You tell everybody in the world. No, no, no. Right. So you have to reveal it into the world, this knowledge that bara elokim, bara, whatever bara means, that's a whole, that's 
learn Bara Elohim. Not only Elohim, he's creating the world. Whatever Bara means, I, I don't know. As it says, Shakon um, and one other piece to this. It's like five pieces of the puzzle. Al Yada Miskala Kavaida Shalakarish Baruch Bayram. You're not only saying, hey, you know who, who's making this world? Like, no, who? Hashem. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Elohim. But you're revealing his glory. See the difference between, hey, who's creating the world? Yeah, Hashem. Oh, wow, cool. That's nice. But you're revealing his glory. There's a difference between, between glory and, like, he does it. Right? The king doesn't come in genes. He comes in his glory. So we want to reveal Hashem's glory. Now, here's the question. So when we look at the first mimer of all the, you know, ten things that Hashem said to create the world, he said, what was the first of all the ten things? Ten mimer? Yehi? Yehi or let there be light. Mm, remember it's Hanukkah? Light, 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 and then light. So what we, what, ha- what happens in this statement of Yehi or? Is what's hinted at is the revelation that light is revelation, right? In other words, with light you see. With dark you don't see. If you drop your keys on the grass during the day when it's light, you're more likely to find them than if it's at night. So light is all about shine light on something. It's, it, it, it's revelation. So Hashem called light, Vayikra Elohim Le'ar, yeah, called it daytime. Called it daytime. So what do you want to do? So when he says, let there be light, what is, what is hinted at? The revelation of light in the world, meaning it should be visible. That the, you want to bring the world to a point where everybody recognizes, they don't just say, oh, oops, oh, I lost, I, I lost my earring, but, ah, there's a godly master plan in this. We want to get everybody, including ourselves, unstuck from this feeling of, it happened, it happened, and I was, you know, what's wrong with me that I let it happen? Rather than, you know, like, why is, why is this plastic on the table this long and not an inch shorter? You want to, we want to get used to and get the world used to that idea that it's all a master plan. And, and then once you realize it's a master plan, you say, that's what happens when you become a Balchuva, right? First you realize, oh my goodness, it's a master plan. Whose master plan is this? Hashem. Wow. I once went to diaspora yeshiva. I sat outside. I thought in the Yerushalayim. I thought I thought I would maybe I'll go to that yeshiva. I I came from the kibbutz. I'll go to that yeshiva. So I sit down outside, and somebody comes outside, and they sit down, and they say, "You go to this yeshiva?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, what's it like?" And they said, "Oh, <laughs> oh man, it was in the seventies. Oh man, Hashem is so heavy, man. He's so heavy." <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. So you learn that Hashem is heavy. Heavy means good, right? Man, it's good. Hashem is so heavy, man. Oh, man, Hashem is so heavy. I was like, okay, so I go to this yeshiva, I'll learn that Hashem is heavy. Okay. And then then they say, oh, man, I got to get myself to Dahab. In those days, we had Dahab. We had Sinai in those days. I got to get myself to Dahab, you know, meaning to go on vacation. Oh, Dizahab, right. To, To go on... It's the bottom of Sinai, Sinai Desert, right? When it belonged to us. I gotta get myself to Dahab. 
And I'm thinking, which means he's got to go on vacation. He said, I've got to go to Dahab to get my head together. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If Hashem is heavy and that means good, why are you leaving? If here's the place where Hashem is heavy, and that's a good thing. Why are you going on vacation? Like, stay here, you know. So I said, this is not the yeshiva for me. <laughs> I left, right? Like, if Hashem is heavy, but you're leaving, so you can't be heavy enough over here. So I'm just going to go somewhere. I went back to the kibbutz, you know, where Hashem was very light. So <laughs> Right? <laughs> Nobody felt that Hashem was heavy there, and that, that was it. Tell them all you saw, you know. So once you realize that Hashem is heavy, then you say, oh, wow. So what's your next question? Wow, Hashem is heavy. He creates the whole world. So what's your next question? What does he want me to do? <laughs> what does he want me to do? That's the difference between friends of Lubavitch and Lubavitch. Right? I remember when we were in Minnesota, there were people after two weeks who were like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm changing my whole kitchen. I'm changing this and that. And I remember there was a girl there who said, "He said, what did you get out of these two? She said, I'm going to put a new bookshelf, a special shelf on my bookcase for books of Kassidus. So that's what you got out of two weeks here? I said, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, we're like, we're like, you know, turning our lives inside out after two weeks. And she's going to get a bookshelf. To put books of Hasidus. That's that's her change in her life, and we're like turning ourselves into pretzels. So we couldn't quite relate to it. So you know, those were the days when, like, what does Hashem want? He wants you to determine this. Oh, okay, fine. So sign me up. Not a bookshelf, you know. But you know, but that's the difference between between friends of Hasidus, friends of Lubavitch, and, and those who just jumped in completely. To make everybody else crazy over here. Yeah. So here's the point. So I realized, oh my goodness, Hashem is running the whole thing. First of all, I didn't know that he existed, number one. Except when I, you know, did something wrong and then, you know, your parents tell you God is punishing you. So then you sort of know that he exists, right? But you didn't even have that. You skipped that part. We got that part. We got you. It's heavy. Hashem is heavy. You bump in, you know, you bumped in the refrigerator and hurt your leg, so that's because you shouldn't have been running. Hashem punished you. Good. No, that's the snaggy version. But and once you realize Hashem is running the whole world, He exists and He's running the whole world, then you ask yourself, what does He want? That's the logic. If you're healthy, that will be your next question. If you're very blocked, that's not going to be your next question. But hopefully you're healthy, and if not, you just stick around long enough, He'll make you healthy. And so you say, and then your next question is, what does he want from me? And then, hey, why keep this secret to myself? What does he want from the rest of the world? Well, he wants the whole world to, to, to recognize that. Sure, no problem. Send me to the shopping centers. I'll tell everybody. Such an amazing experience and such an amazing discovery. And then what happens? So you go out to tell the whole world, hey, did you know that God runs the world and he wants something from you, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish, Lahavdil? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, really. Like, what does he want? Well, let's see. Do you like Shabbos candles? No. Okay, great, perfect. Here's your chance to do it tonight. Right? And then, so what happens when you do this, when you recognize all this and you do it? Then you, you bring a new life force and an additional life force to the world. Isn't that interesting? You take a plain world and you make it a godly world. When you start realizing, recognizing there's a God, and he's creating everything, and he, 
and he wants me to do this, you change the world. You change the world from a plain blank world to a world full of light and shalom and goodness. A, a light, a, a world that is ma'or, a listic event, a luminous world that lights up everything. The Gashmias and Baruchnias together. So, I'm just gonna, oh, I see, we're just gonna finish this part. So, now let's, let's jump to Hanukkah in a second. We're gonna see in a second. So there is a Yid. He is lighting up the world through the entire world through Tyra. Right? We said a Jew and Tyra, world at the bottom, funnels down to the bottom. We take the two, we make a, we make a chalent out of the two, the Jew and Tyra, and we light up the whole world. How do you see it? Hmm. How do you see it? By lighting a candle that brings literal light, the Gashmis into a place that wasn't lit before, like Shabbos candles. You go in. What is the whole point of lighting Shabbos candles? Um, well, that's a whole Indian. We want Shalom. We want Shalom. And we want to light up the darkness. Okay. So, one second. Um, one second. I want to see if we're... Right. Okay. Now. Let's look at Hanukkah candles. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to bring it all to a summation. So we used to do a shear in Jay Levine every week in Manhattan. So once in a while I was a speaker. I remember I did the following. I took, um, I said, okay, somebody give me a pushka. Oh, I have a pushka. Okay, somebody give me a nickel. Okay, let's put it in. I put the nickel in in front of the whole audience. And I said, Anybody just see the burst? When you do a mitzvah, there's a burst of light. So I said, anybody just see that burst of light? Everybody felt so uncomfortable. They figured I saw it, and they didn't. Because there's got to be a, a burst of light when you do a mitzvah. Maybe we can shut the door a little bit. For the, so there has to be a burst of light. I didn't see it. They figured I saw it because they asked the question. Okay. So what's the difference between every mitzvah, like putting a nickel in the pushka, and Hanukkah life? The difference is, with Hanukkah, there's also a burst of light, but you get to see it. You actually see physically the burst of light, the flames of Hanukkah, right? The flames of Hanukkah, that you get to see it. So, um, and the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is to reveal the nace. And Shasta Nisim to bring out that Shasta Nisim uh, by the way, by the way, so one thing that's being brought out here is, sorry. Okay, let me bring this to a summation. Why do we light the candles? We want to bring out all the miracles. By the way, three kinds of miracles. Alanisim, Alaniflaos, the Plaos. You know, this year is Plaus Kedalus. We're going to see all these, we are seeing all these incredible miracles that come in this costume that sure don't make them look like incredible miracles. That's what gets us used to, by the way, sensitizing ourselves to, wait a minute, everything's a miracle. Oh, right. I thought only certain things are miracle and the others are just yuck. Heavy. You know, is it good, heavy, or bad? So, so, what is it showing when we say it emphasizes the victory 
that we had? Was it the victory of the war? It wasn't the victory of the war. It was the victory of um, that we do misses in a situation where they sure don't want us to do it. We say, hi, guys. Are you Greek? We say, yes, I am. We say, I'm Jewish. I'm here to spread light. They're like, no, 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 no. Hi, guys. Are you Roman? Say, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, we're Roman. Well, I'm Jewish. I'm here to spread light. They say, no, 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 no. Right? Till we come to the situation here and we say, hi, I'm Jewish. I'm here to spread light. They say, oh, please come in. We were waiting for you. See the difference? If we're asking where are the miracles, that's the difference. And, yeah, the difference is a miracle. And I'm just going to come to this point. Um, Okay, we're going to leave this. We're going to leave that for tomorrow. Okay, so. Okay, so the summary that we're going to make is the following. We're on the day of the victory of the war, of the Hashmanayim, of the Maccabees. And they went in, and they, what was it, three years that they could not get into the base of English. It was totally defiled, etc. And they go into the place of the base of English, and boom, the victory. Right, no, the victory, and then they can go into the base of English. The victory of the war. Normally, we feel like the victory of the war is everything, and that is, we understand it's only the preparation for lighting the for lighting because we are here not just to do victories in war, like should I open the door or should I not? I'm gonna win, right? Right? So that's tomorrow. No, tonight. Not as far as I learned. Oh, he said that? I see. So I learned it a different way. Uh, one second. So we're just summing it up by saying the following. The mitzvah of Hanukkah is that that light enables us to understand all of the deepest truths. That light of the Menorah completely syncs up with, I'm just saying it's a different point, but we know that the, the, all of the lights, you add them all, all together, the lights of Hanukkah, it's a light from a different reality. The lights of Hanukkah are lights from Geula. It's from a time and place that we're not living in now. But when you're in those lights of Hanukkah, you propel yourself into that higher frequency, and then you can then live there and make the whole world into a Hanukkah world, essentially. We know you're, you sit and you stare at the lights of Hanukkah for a long time. I do, for a long time. And miracles are happening. And, and Hanukkah is a time not only for you to publicize miracles, for there to be miracles. Why? Why would there be miracles inside these lights? It's like, uh, whose, whose light is it? Like, what, what era in time is it from? From when things were bad? No. From the future. It's the light of Mashiach, of Geula. So it's this incredible light in which you're incredible, Tyra's incredible, the world is incredible, everybody's incredible, everything's incredible. It's all in there, passed into those candles. So when we're sitting and we're looking at those candles, we're jumping into that frequency of Geula. And then, you know, breathe it in, like for an hour, right? And then go out and breathe, you know, like those dragons, like breathe it out into the world. Thank you, energy shift, great. And then <laughs> breathe it out into the world, and the world starts to step into the Hanukkah world. It's like inside, there's like an incredible world inside each flame. 
So if an artist, we need Sarah to come here, the, the artist, to, to, to draw a picture, that would be an amazing workshop. You go to a Hanukkah workshop and she says, okay, I want you to just stare at the Hanukkah lights for half an hour. We all stare. Okay, now draw what you just saw inside the flame. Right? And it's, there's no rush. Nobody's going anywhere. You're in a relaxed state. You do a little meditation. You learn the mimer. You learn I am base. You learn this. You learn that. All that stuff. You stared at the, this. You, you ate some good donuts. All this. And then she says, now I want you to just draw with your eyes closed what you just saw inside that flame. Great workshop, right? I'd love to do it. Let's sign up. So, right? So because there's a world inside that flame. That's why we stare at it. There's a whole world there, and it isn't the world full of problems, and it isn't the world full of war. Today's the day on the 24th where the war is finished. The war is over. We won. Now you go into the place of peace where there's just incredible expansiveness and light and joy and, and, and warmth and all that stuff. So that's why we won. I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to try drawing what I'm experiencing inside those lights. So if we want to sum up the sikha, let's just say that that's where we're up to. And as we light the first candle tonight, we should go to the Golemitz and Shlema immediately now. Let's